0: Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club's secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital an award-winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay-per-click and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit MRS.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub, chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at Fi Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, uh, we have another double set of special guests. Uh, they are Lee Simpson and Ellis Woods, the joint managers of Thames Valley Premier League side... Barks County. I almost forgot the name of the team then. That would have been uh, a great start. <laughs> I remember um, hello, Lee, and hello, Ellis. How are you?
1: Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, Rob. Uh, well, yeah, very well, thank you. Um, Hi, right, guys. Yeah, all, all very good.
0: This, uh, this obviously, um, having four people on a call is, is generally fraught with... Uh, with with possibilities and, and difficulties but we will uh, we will do our best how are you guys coping with uh with everything that's gone on you guys were obviously looking really good for um finishing top of the or you know t- certainly certainly in the top 2 of the Thames Valley Premier League um how, how do you feel now it's all kind of over
1: yeah, you
2: want to ask first yeah I, I feel like I feel like we should be raising our hands as well
0: um, I, <laughs> yeah. think, I think
2: think I think for us we were obviously we're disappointed that the, the seasons come to an end um, but uh, it, you know in the grand scheme of things it means very little um, we uh, we I, I was enjoying it I was really enjoying my football um, and I think the boys were as well and Lee was and we'd I think last season has really um, sort of laid some really solid foundations for us Um and one thing I've sort of said to Lee and to the chaps, you know, while we're in the off season, as it were, the longest off season on record, um, let's not sit still and lick our wounds. Let's uh, be prepared for what's to come. And, you know, we we're already talking about, you know, players and what we want to do next and all that sort of stuff. So it's good. I
1: mean, from my point of view, it's, um, it's a bit frustrating, obviously, because we want to try and do our best to try and achieve what we set out to achieve at the start of the year. But... For me, it's been more of a three-year project for me personally. Well, two and a half seasons have been there now, so yeah, um, it's, it's frustrating that we can't we can't continue that. But again, whatever whatever happens next, we'll take it and embrace it and try and um, do the best we can. Try and achieve our goal for next year. So like El says we are we'll sort of turn our attention now to next year and, and focus on what we can do better and where we can improve and try and progress and move forward.
3: What would you uh, put your success this season down to? I mean, obviously you were. Uh, were you top or uh, second uh, when the table was finally terminated? But you were, you were right up there and uh, playing some really nice stuff. H- how have you gone about um, uh, setting those standards and uh, creating a successful season?
1: Well, for me, it was more. Um, we sort of set the foundation. I'd say the year before, um, we had a, we finished fifth that year, but we had a bit of an up and down start. Um, players coming and going. But we ended the season really, really strong. We kind of, I don't think we dropped many points towards the end of the year. And then the end of that season, I was like, right, I need to, um, I need another pair of hands to help me, support me. And that was when I looked for elves so I know he was looking to get back into it. And he brought in some more players, which made us group a little bit well, more stronger, more competitive. Um, and that helped us sort of take it on to another level. And obviously El's bringing what he knows in in the local game. And also, um, you know, his knowledge on players around the local area, plus his really good at doing the social media and, and branding as, as take us, again, I think to another level. So, I think over and all, we set the foundations very early on, didn't we, Els? Um, yeah, I think so. Right? Pre-season and then took it from there, really. We, we had a bit of a bumpy start, I must admit. It didn't go well at the start did it, Els, but we were finding our feet it was even. Like we, we sort of had new players come in. It took us a while to gel. But once we did gel, once we got our, our style of play right, and, and we had a good pre-season to be fair to us, but you know it is when the season starts. You get a few players coming and going right before the start of the season, Um and then we sort of just finally got our our foot really, really steady in the in the games program. Roughly about what four weeks, five weeks in else Yeah,
2: I'd say we, I'd say we. The first couple of games we really struggled. I think identifying our strongest eleven and our strongest squad. Um We had a, a lot of players. Like part, apart from my black book, and part from Lee's, sort of like coming in pre-season, um, and it took a while for us to sort of bed in and see who's going to be doing what, who's you know who's going to be committed to it. Um, and naturally, when when you're uh, when you're doing well in pre-season, clubs look at your players as well. So there was that sort of little bit of disruption, and um, but that's that's part of uh, local football, isn't it?
0: Um, I wanted to just talk about, uh, to, to kind of, you guys uh, as players. Um, now, now, Lee, I'll, I'll direct this one mostly at you because I know Ellis. I, I played with Ellis ever so briefly. Um, he, he quite frankly <laughs> couldn't hack it in the Bracknell Sunday League. Way too flashy. But um, Lee, what sort of player were you? Because I don't know if I've ever if I've ever seen you play.
1: Uh, what sort of player was I?
0: <laughs> um, well, still are. I'm not retiring you.
1: Yeah, still are. Yeah, still play Sunday League. Um, I mean, for me, I think I like to understand the game. Um, probably not, not most physical players. Um, for me, I like to get on the ball, play centre midfield. Like to get on the ball, uh, get on the back the and play forward, and try to affect the game in that way. My probably one weakness is, and probably why I can't play at steps higher is my physicality, um, size, strength. It, it does play a big part in, in that. You know, that as you go up, up, up the level, so that's probably where I, I, my weaknesses are in the game, but. As a player myself, like strength's probably playing set in the field, trying to organise things, trying to get on the ball, and, and trying to play. So yeah, that's probably where I'm at. <laughs> that's I'm my limitations, to be fair. I
0: might, I might give uh, Ellis a chance just to defend himself there. Uh...
2: Yeah, no, I know. Look, I'm, I say to Lee, and I'll say to all the, <laughs> all the players that I've coached over the last ten years. Like, I, I don't claim to be a very good player at all. Like, that's not my strength. Like, but when it comes to the coaching and the understanding of individuals and a group and the organisation. Um, that's what I pride myself on. Um, I stopped playing really young because I knew I wasn't good enough um, and turned my attention to something that I was good at, which was analysing the game or, um, you know, spotting mistakes in other players, <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which uh, has sort of has left me in good stead to now. And, you know, I was never going to, progress a career as a player in non-league football, but at the age of at the 30, of thirty, about a couple of years already in it and I want to progress, so
1: yeah. I mean, I was playing with Ed uh, Carpenter at Fleet Spurs for the start of the season, until I took the Barts County job, actually, because I was, I said right on before that, doing yeah. coaching, etc cetera, um, in all the age groups there. And then when I played at Fleet for probably about a quarter of a season, and then the Barts County job sort of came around and that's when I took it so I want to get back it I knew my strengths were more in that than playing to be honest I, I can affect a, a group more coaching and and managing than I could playing so that was my that's my angle on it, I suppose <laughs> I actually enjoy it more yeah. I actually enjoy coaching and managing more than I do playing so
3: <laughs> why is that what elements of that do you uh, do you uh, enjoy what what do you find good about managing that you you know probably lacked in playing
1: I think the fact that you can help individuals, especially like from a coaching background, to give players certain challenges and and, and give them ideas and give them um, feedback on how you think they're doing and how, where you can improve them as a player, I think that is the most enjoyable part of, of the game is, is helping others. So, I say that's what I've, I enjoy the most and setting up a team in a certain way to play a certain game and getting success from that. But also failing in that as well, I think it's important because that's, that's how you learn. But, you know, it's all—it's all you know—it's all part, part of the game. That's what I enjoy.
0: It's that challenge. You both had um, kind of managerial spells elsewhere before you before you kind of joined up at um, at Barks County, Lee. I know you you um, did did a lot of work with uh, the the Bracknell Town Bracknell Town's Allied Counties team. Uh, I know you also coached the first team as well for for a while. Uh, and and Ellis, I think you you started off at Binfield Binfield Reserves and then Eversley in California um mm-hmm. what what did for just for both of you what what did you what have you taken from from both of those and what kind of things did you learn from from those experiences that have that have that you've been able to take forward now
1: can i go first
2: devs yeah um yeah so i started coaching the uh allied counties um side of binford when i was only 19. so the boys would have been only some of the boys would have only been a year younger than me when i started coaching um sandy morrison took me into um, to sort of help him out, um, it was a massive influence, um, and I think that sort of led me in good stead. And I did that for six years or five years, the the Ally County stuff, um, which obviously is great for um, like coaching progression, but it wasn't coaching men. Um, and then when the opportunity to come to go into um, the men's game, even even under twenty ones, it's, it's a different kettle of fish. Um, earning that earning that respect when you haven't played or um, you know, work again, working with people your own age and um, putting that, putting your uh, thoughts across. And that was a, a big learning experience for me. Um, at, like I say, at a young age, I was only, yeah, I'd have only been like 26, 27 when I took on the under 21s role or the reserves role. Um, I think the, the biggest learning experience um, from that was to get good people around you. And that's something that me and Lee have sort of worked quite closely on this year. is... You have to have good people around you. Um, I had some really good um, help at Binfield from um, Nick White, who's the old reserve team manager. Um, help from Matty Davis, who was like a stalwart of the club at the time. Like he'd been around for such a long time, and wanted to, um, you know, sort of like help out with the coaching and the organisation. So I had him. I had, I had a couple of good friends that were good coaches, and that's, you know, that's ultimately how,
1: um,
2: you know, I, I tried to take things over to Eversley. Um, me and my, I went over there with um, Jack Meddard, um and I took another coach to work with the reserves. Two coaches to work with the reserves. Um, that didn't work out for uh, different reasons. And uh, yeah, then when Lee came to me and said, "You know, do you want to go and, and do something as a pair?" Um, it made it made sense because I knew the value, especially at non-league, when you're not getting paid, um, and you have, to have good people around you. I think that was something that you know shouldn't go underestimated. Like. Although you you know you, you'll be leading from the front almost, you have to have good people around you. Um, I think that's that's the biggest learning experience. You can't do it all by
1: yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Lee. Sorry, went on. <laughs> I mean, how far do you guys want to go back?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, my first, so my first sort of encounter in like senior football was when Bates and Unders were first practical managers, um, and I was working for Gavin Taylor then for Brattle Town in a community. Um and I was only about probably about 16, 17. And I was literally the cone I was the cone boy. I'd pick <laughs> up the cones, just have a little watch around, see what Gav was coaching, see what he was doing. Uh, and I saw like the spits in the change room. I thought that was really, really good. Um so that's what got my me interested in in, in coaching and managing. Then I went obviously with E P C um coached the Brattletown team. Oh, I think I've coached every age group at Brattletown from sevens all the way through to first team. Um but took a team of at a the time, they were under nine. So, Dan Roberts, age-year group, to them through from under nines up until about under 16s. And I had another team that I took through from under eights up to 12s. Um, but within that time, I was supporting different managers, probably at Bracknell. Um, not always in the main role, sometimes you know, underneath people or, or whatever. Um, I think Steve, Steve McClurg and Andy Keane, I was sort of a little bit of part of that. But again, I was very young, so I probably wasn't ready for that step. To be, to be brutally honest with you, I probably wasn't ready for that step. I, I know that now. Looking back then, I probably didn't think that. But now I probably realise I probably wasn't ready to, to lead anything at first team level then. Um, and then I, when Mick then took over, I was still working within the group then. I was sort of doing the warm-ups and stuff for the Bracknell. Mick was brilliant. I learnt so much from Mick. Like, I was, Mick Woodham, yeah? Yeah, yeah, like his short time at Bracknell, like we nearly—I think—I think on his podcast said like we nearly when he stayed up that year, and we were close. But he yeah. was—he was so good, like his organisation, how he spoke to players, he was really, really good. Um, because also like, with Gavin, I had a really good mentor with his coaching, but also with seeing what Mick Brung table was—he was excellent. Um, and I was actually gutted he didn't get the job when he didn't when he didn't get it that year. I was sort of rooting for him to get the job, but then Danny deb came in. And they were they were great. Like again, I learned so much of them too. Probably about a side of the game that I haven't learned or ever seen before. Um, not only their great personalities and people to be around, like they set a great environment, but also they learned, they sort of installed something in me that I probably hadn't seen before with anyone else, like a winning mentality and uh, doing the hard stuff right and their work rate and their attitude towards training. I think you hear a lot of stories, but their attitude towards training was you play like every game, like it's like a cup final and the, the environment set there was, was excellent. So I learned a lot of them too. And obviously Ed as well. So I was working with Ed Carpenter in the reserves, um, which was really good. We had a good season in the reserves. And then he then went into the first team job and Bose came in. I took a lead. So my first sort of management role on my own was in the reserves at Bracknell. Um And we had a quite, quite a good season. And then Ed left Bratton, and Bose took over I mean, that was good for me personally because we were doing really well in the reserve team at that point. Then Bo started taking quite a few of the boys into the first team. So I had Les playing for me then. I think he stepped into the first team. Les Saki, um, Dan Roberts as well, Sean Hanley, Ebby, um, as well as playing the reserves and playing the first team. So it's quite a few boys that were stepping up into the first team with Bo's. Um, and then that season f- finished. I think they finished that year all right. Bracken. I think they were mid-table. And then Bose, obviously, I came in Bose after that, and he we, we didn't have a very good preseason. We probably didn't have enough. We had quite a few good young players, but we didn't have enough experience around us, and that's probably why we're in the position we're in. I was I was still young as a coach as well at that point. Um, and then he left, obviously, in, and Tally came in, and then I worked with Tao for a bit, and then. <laughs> in between all this in between all this as well I was working at Fulham so every Saturday I couldn't always be there I couldn't always make it because of my work was priority. priority um, and then I had a little boy so that sort of took another little thing in my life so I, I had to leave Fulham because of that and then I was back working with the reserves with Liam Day and we had a really good sort of second half the season because they were struggling at the start we had a really good second half the season and it was great to work with Liam I really enjoyed that um, we unfortunately lost the cup final that year which is disappointing for us and then after that, um, Kane decided to change the management team and the reserves and brought in uh, went to Red City, two people that went to Red City. Oh, Robin, uh, Robin uh, Creech and Andy. Andy, yeah. Yeah, so that then happened. And now I went and played the Fleet for a bit. And then I, I knew I wanted to get back into coaching because so I, I, <laughs> I preferred that. But when you're out of it, it's quite hard to get back in it. Um, so I saw the Bars County job and that was it. I was like, well, that would be a really good challenge. Like, that's not only a not only a club that's probably, you know, got the, yeah, it's, it's expanded as a, as a club, but it's probably not well-known to most people. So I thought when I was younger, I've been Ascot and, um, yeah, been for Ascot mainly, I think, but probably playing the same level as what B- Bucks County are now. And I sort of, I've seen them rise up over the years. I thought, why not take that challenge, and try and do it at Bucks County. So that's how I fell into that, that role. And that's kind of where I, where we are at now. So that was my,
0: that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's That was those... the challenge. That's filled up a magnificent amount of our podcast time. Cheers, Lee. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot to
1: go through. Like there's like, probably bits I've like, forgotten as well. Like a lot's
3: happened. <laughs> a lot's happened. So you, you mentioned there well, or you've both mentioned that um uh, Lee, you actually asked Ellis to um to join you at um, Barks County. Why did you think you needed a um a joint manager or as opposed to someone else to join your staff? And um was it hard giving up some of the uh, control in that way and uh, uh, I guess the reverse question to Ellis after that I mean why did you think why did you want to do a, a, a joint manager role as opposed to something on your own well I think for me I,
1: I'm the first to admit I'm not the best at you know certain things so I always think there's it's better to have a team than one one individual um, and I was I had Ed when I first went to Barts County he joined me but then he he departed Um and then I was desperate to get someone else in and El's was perfect for me because not only did he have a, a good background in football, I think he's got the same sort of footballing beliefs as I have. Um but he also wants to come and, and, and be that side of the game, which I probably don't enjoy as much. He likes the organisation side of it. I'm not, you know, I prefer just to get in there and work with the players. And that's where I think we work quite well because my weaknesses are probably his strengths and then what he needs to work on are my strengths. So I think we counteract quite well and it's been positive, isn't it? so I yeah know. i think uh, it's different do
2: the know. <laughs> <laughs> no i've hated it no it's brilliant i think <laughs> i think i was always i've always since 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 running the allied counties team on my own when sandy left i was always the main decision maker um or i was the man the first team manager or whatever you want to call it um and this is the first time i have worked with someone that i like i'd never worked with lee before if anything we were like big rivals when he was running the allied counties at Bracknell and I was at Binfield and we didn't really come across each other, but you always knew what was going on the other side of town. I never um, run the other like counties. Sorry?
1: I never run the other like counties.
2: Yeah, but you were coaching over there, were you not? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So we knew, I, I knew of Lee and, I, and when um, and when I, he sort of said, you know, what are you doing? I, I didn't really have a clue. I'd sort of fallen out of love with it a little bit just from uh, an experience that wasn't great for me um and i think i think it just gave me an opportunity to sort of get back in um into a hot seat with someone that i knew was a good coach like my strengths don't really lie um out on the training field anymore my strengths lie in the changing room or you know having one-on-one conversations with players um i like to, to sort of take that role um from an organizational point of view and a communication point of view rather than a um you know like going out and Putting on sessions, you know. Don't get me wrong; I still enjoy that side of the game, and I still enjoy coaching. But if you ask me, would you rather go and you know lead a dressing room or lead a session out on the pitch? I'd say dressing room at the
1: moment.
0: Let's. Um, think, sorry, Lee. sorry. No, carry
1: on. No, I think for me, like it was. I need. You can't do it all on your own, can you? So you need a team of people. You look at all the people, all the teams that have success don't just have one person. It's always always a team of people. So i trying try. And, like said El said earlier about bringing good people in, and his his past proves that he's a he, he's that sort of person. So, and I think as well, I had to go away um, during a season when El four else came on, so season four last, and he wasn't doing anything. I said, look, would you mind taking a team for me this one week? So I have no one else to sort of do it for me. I'm struggling, and I'm away this weekend, and he took it, and I got really good feedback from the boys, and mm-hmm. that was sort of like the the last mm-hmm. bit where I thought that's definitely definitely something i want to try and pursue so i'm delighted when he, when he said he would come and join him and i think for us as a club if we want to try and get to that next level you need more people that are hungry and want to you know want to prove themselves and mills and aren't exactly old in our um even though we might have done a lot in management i don't we're old as, as coaches and managers really we're still quite young so it was good to get some board with the same desire as me
0: um cool. guys i wanted to ask because it was it 10 years of barks county this year
1: yeah, I believe it was 10 years this year, yeah. What, so
0: what's the yeah. What, What's the kind of, who's behind the club and what's the what's the kind of the thing that, that got it started? Because it's a relatively new club, locally speaking.
1: So I think um, it was, originally, it was Richard Lloyd with Bratton Rovers and then you had um, Sunning Hill Saints, which was uh, Steve Kay's side of the junior club. Um, and they merged together. I'm not sure how many years ago it was. It could have been like, Five, four years ago, maybe merged together as one club. Um, Richard obviously moved down uh, to Swansea, so he's not really around too much anymore. But he still has, um, he still sits on all the, all the trustees and all the uh, committee calls. Um, but we don't really have much contact with him because he's so far away. Um, so our main point of contact is Steve K, and he's sort of he's the secretary. Um, and then the committee's made up from Stuart Miller and Trevor as well, uh, to name a few. So they're sort of the committee member behind it. Um, they've been driving it for, yeah, it's been ten years now. So,
2: I think he, something to to say while we've got an opportunity to um, is how brilliant Steve's been as a secretary for us this year. Um, considering he's not sort of been a secretary at at that particular level and, and he's learning as well as we are, you know, the, the sort of do's and don'ts from a um, political point of view with the leagues and, um, you know, all the sort of paperwork that you have to go through, you know, he's, I think he's learning as he goes, but he's been absolutely unreal in supporting us, whether it's like clearing out, clearing out, you know, the pitch before we go on there on a Saturday or putting out, um, you know, corner flags, you know, serving teas in the tea up, like he's been unbelievable for us this year. And he's, he's been a real driving force for, t- Behind the the push for Step Six next year as well, Um, and he supported anything me and Lee have asked for. Really, has always said, "Well, absolutely no problem. You know, let me discuss it with you know who I need to discuss it with." And
1: um, he's been great for us, hasn't he, Lee? Honest to God, like, so Steve's roles in the club are just endless. Like, I coach on a Wednesday the under thirteen, and he's there coaching a girls group. (laughs) He manages a team on a Saturday morning. He's constantly doing admin for it around his own job. Um, he's everyone's friend. Like anyone speaks to Steve about Steve, and everyone say he's a really nice, really nice guy. Um, he deals with things really, really well. I think, again, I think I heard Mick say it on his podcast of a week said that um, that when you find a good club to work for and, and be around, like stick at it. Yeah. And like with Steve, you couldn't have asked for a better person to like work with. Like, it, if you if you left there and you go, you know, take a, another role somewhere else, that's haven't got that same level of commitment back and and trust back, and I think you know it's, it's an important part of of what we do. I think so. It's it's been great to work with Neil. He can't I can't give him as you know. Thank yous I can't give I can't give him enough because he's 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 brilliant. Even in support of EPC as well. Like we, we we've got a, a session on a Thursday night, but we're on the sevens down the tens, and he's supported that as well. So yeah, he's, he's been great
0: let's uh let's take it take it back to the to box county now as as the club is who who have you brought in this season that's just really made a difference to get you into that into that top spot or is there was it a, is it a player that's kind of stepped up from last season what what's been the difference on the pitch do you think player wise
1: i mean for me i don't i don't think it's been one player that's came in and made an, like an outstanding like difference i just think having a few extra good eggs who are committed to every single training session every single game that's brought our whole group up another level if that makes sense i think where my my issue probably was the year before is that i had a a, a core group that were good and committed but there weren't enough of them like there was too many people that weren't when you're when you're at our level you haven't got you know budgets or anything like that to pay players so you're doing it all for this it's all you know football for for, for fun really they want to be there you know they have to be there they want to want to be there so El's new players that had a good attitude and that helped everyone. That brought on everyone. We, we brought in some players like Matt Lab's been brilliant. Tom Nugent's had a really good season, but he was coming in the year before, so he was sort of around it the year before that. Um, Sean Hanley's come in done well. Clyde's been brilliant, but I don't think there has been one... I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint one player that's come in. He's was no, saying, if
2: you were to... If you were to say to me who was your player of the season, I, I couldn't tell you. We've had such a really good year um, from a like a player point of view. When I came in, obviously had players that had worked with Lee for a long time, like you know Dan Money, who's been you know who's literally run through walls for you. Um, you know, there's a couple of other lads that have done really well. Ben Hall, that's obviously an you know a, a player sort of been around a little bit now, and uh, from a youth age group and and was already in the side. I've brought in um, a couple of others that, again, they're not... They're not. This has been the best thing about this season. We haven't relied on one player. We've been a really good group of lads um, that want to go on and share the desire that me and Lee have in wanting to take the club to step six. Um, you know, that's the goal. Um, and then, you know, we want to try and push on within that. And I think the, all of the players... You know, you're obviously going to have one or two that sort of like flit around the outskirts because they're not 100% in or they've got work or family or whatever. Um, but, you know, a majority of the, you know, 20-odd players that we've had play for us this year have been wanting to pull in the same direction um, and, and, and as a group, not not as individuals, which has been
3: brilliant. Am I right in thinking um, uh, Boxer County would apply to go up this season should you win the league and should you uh, be eligible?
2: Yeah, so we applied, Um, we definitely applied, Um, we're still (laughs) applying, (laughs) Um, I think think we'll, um, we'll, we'll, uh, we're at the mercy of obviously the FA and of everything, you know, everything else that's going on at the moment, Um, do I think we'll get it, it's 50-50, not sure at the moment, I don't think we'll get it based on the current climate, but, you know, you can only hope that there's some sort of common sense um, there a little bit with what's going on in the Hellenic and combined counties and Everything that's going on really, it's difficult. Um but yeah, we definitely applied and um we were keen, very keen. And the club were too
3: much, Yeah. How much would um does that change your preparation for next year? Because obviously, you know, spaces at the level above might become available and you might <laughs> be invited to go up or um but you know, equally, like you say, it's 50-50. you might be at step seven next year. How much does that um those two scenarios change what your uh, what you'll yeah. have to plan for when the season comes up? The way, the way I'm approaching it is that we would be Thames Valley Prem. Um,
2: and that's the sort of... That's in my mind when I'm thinking about, you know, um, obviously the ground, but we've got, you know, uh, player-wise and everything that we're doing on that front. You know, we want to basically go up and earn it, I think. I'd, I'd quite like to earn it um, and finish what we'd we started. Lee?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if we get the opportunity to go step six, I wouldn't say no because I think it would be a right thing for us as a club and I think it'd be the right thing for us as management and, and the players as well. I think they you know, ready for that challenge. But in the same breath, like El says, I would like to go up and earn it. And I've always said that to Ellis, like you can if you apply in step seven, you can finish in top five and go up. But if you finish fifth or fourth, I'll be like, Well, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's right. For me you've got to finish in the top two at least. Um which we were on course to do. So it's difficult, it's difficult, but um, for us now, I think whatever league we're in, whatever league we get put into, I think it's gonna be the same mindset. Really, like just try and do our best we can, and try and improve the group, try and improve the players individually, and keep going.
2: And us as coaches as well, we've—I think we've learned. I've learned a lot about myself this year. Um, you know, working with a new group of players that some of them I'd never known before. Like obviously, when you're when you're working in the under twenty ones or under sixteens at a club, you know the players for a long time. I've come in. Um, brought in a few new faces, obviously that I didn't know, and there was a few that I knew. But with new players, you know, you learn. You learn a lot about your coaching and your management. And I've said to leave this, you know, over this little break is, you know, let's turn the dial up and not lick our wounds if we don't get promoted and go at it with a, you know, a fresh, you know, a fresh vibe for 2020, 2021.
0: I want to hang some players out to dry now because I think that's fun. Um, who frustrates you on the on the training pitch?
2: Oh, God, you go
1: firstly. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, this is a tough one. I can't answer that.
0: <laughs> even even Mick Woodham answered this one.
1: Uh, man, I can't. Who um, frustrates me in the trailer? Um, I'll tell you who Ebby, he's always late. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's always late.
0: Ellis?
2: Um, I'm gonna I, I'm, this isn't me calling him out this is me calling out because I don't, I don't want him to get upset but I've known um, so Charlie Crask right has played obviously he's my second cousin so he's my cousin's son um, and he's played he started playing with me in my under 16s when he was 14 he was at training with us um, and that boy has the technical ability to go on and play whatever level he wants. But his, um, sort of, his unwanting to, not, not, and that's not, it's not learned, it's not, it's not developed as a player, it's little things, like we'll always tell him to open up his body in a certain way, because he'll see more of the pitch, but he knows he's so technically gifted that he doesn't need to turn his body, that he'll just whip it round a corner. Or, and there's little things like that, which, which I know, they're not frustrating, but you know that he's got so much potential that you could get a lot more out of him if he would do these little tiny little things in his game. Um, and he's constantly, like he's, again, he's only young, he's only 20, 21, less than that. I mean, mind, how old is he? 19. He, he? he? But he's got so much potential and it, he's genuine. He's a joining coach as well. He's a lovely lad and I've known him for a very long time, so he won't mind me calling him out. Um <laughs> But, yeah, you, and Tom, like, if you come down to the game, you'll watch him, and, he, and I don't know if you've seen him play before. It's just, it's just ridiculous.
0: I haven't, but I have seen that goal he scored that you sent me.
2: Oh, if it doesn't get goal of the season this year.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a few like that. I've been sent a few like that, so, so it's going to be tight. Uh, Barry Hales is judging the uh, goal of the season. You'll be pleased to.
3: Oh, is he? Brilliant.
0: So. Rob, have you got one you... Uh...
3: Oh, nothing about hanging anyone else no, dry. I'm afraid. That's, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could say. Oh, you could say who's uh, done uh, the biggest gaffe on the pitch this season. Is there any thing that stands out that you just think, uh, why did he do that, or uh, something along those lines?
2: Mm. Not really. We've had no. like look so early, early on in the well. year. Early on in the, early on in the year. This is the thing. We've had early on the year in the first two games. I think we found out a lot about a lot about certain players that weren't going to commit to the whole season or weren't who up for the fight. Um, and if they if they weren't in the in the beginning in those first two games, they definitely have been since then. Um, we learned a lot about ourselves in those first couple of games as a group. Um, and since then, right, we we slipped up a couple of times. I think we drew with a team we should have beaten, and we lost a game that we should you know we should have at least come away with a point. Um, and there's never been really anyone that's made huge errors that's cost us the game. It would be, a, you know, a group thing that's sort of we let ourselves down on a certain day or something like that. Um,
1: yeah, it's more collective. I think there's been a few little bits. Like some days you don't, and that's not normal. In all teams you don't play to the best of your your abilities and you let yourselves down. You drop your level slightly, and I think that's been our most frustrating bit at times. isn't it? it was like switch off for a moment and you get punished. And there's a game. It's more. Well, I think we were winning one 0 at home and. We switched off right at the end and we could see the go on. The boys thought it was at, the ball was out of play, but regardless, they still scored it. And that, that for me, it was like we switched off there and we learned our lesson from that. We went on again, but that was frustrating.
3: As uh, Tom's keen to hang someone out to dry, mm-hmm. I just thought, right, who, um, who would be the worst <laughs> person from the uh, Barks County squad to spend uh, an isolation period with? Josh Griggs.
0: <laughs> no hesitation there. No hesitation. Josh
2: why though? Do you? You've got to say why. You can't say you can't just say that. Oh, <laughs> dude, actually,
1: it'd be quite fun because the things that come out with maybe make me die. Um yeah, he's just, just I don't know, he's just, just character he? any.
0: <laughs> um Rob, unless you had anything else you wanted to ask, we, we need to wrap it up there. Um I'll shall I take that as a no? Sure, okay. yeah. <laughs> um now, fellas, uh, we have one question we ask everybody just before we finish off. Um, and so I guess you get a double bite at this one. Um, a box set or a TV show you can recommend to our listeners uh, that they might want to get involved in?
1: Oh, um, I've been on, I've been sort of flitting between a few, actually. Um, I've done The Sunderland until I Die. I think everyone's quite a few people have said yeah. that on here. That's been a good one. Um, I've just started watching The Last Dance. That's been really good. Uh, okay. But Ozark, I think it's been my favourite. Ozark. Okay, that's been uh yeah, that's been really, really good. On Netflix, good watch. Oh,
2: sorry. Um, I, <laughs> I, wondered, I wondered if he'd so, frozen or what was going on there.
0: <laughs> no, no.
2: During this, during this isolation, me and the me and the missus have been hammering the Marvel films. Oh, okay. So we we felt flush and, and bought Disney Plus and we've gone through all of the films. I think it's like twenty plus films. It's ridiculous. Um <laughs> so yeah we've we've uh we've we've gone through those. So that's a you know if you if you're feeling flush get yourself Disney Plus and uh <laughs> go through those. They're brilliant.
0: Cheers guys. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: No thanks for having us. Thank you. Cheers guys.
0: Uh that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub but not in a pub chat with Barks County Sport. No. Not Bar- Barks oh, County Sports on. is a Reading Sunday League team I always do this Ooh. Start again That was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub but not in a pub chat with Barks County co-managers Lee Simpson and Ellis Woods You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app Please subscribe for all the latest and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review uh, All that's left to say is that it's goodbye from me, Tom It's goodbye from Rob Bye, everyone. Uh, It's goodbye from Ellis.
3: Cheers, bye.
0: Uh, And it's goodbye from Lee.
3: Thank you, cheers.